Thanks, Victoria and Will and Allie. I love how each of these students has given us a picture of how they have experienced the unity that can only come through relationship in Christ. Victoria has discovered that unity experienced in Christian community is bigger than who goes to what school. Allie has found that the uniqueness of personalities and interests doesn't matter in light of the choice to love one another in Jesus' name. And Will discovered that a community can surround him and help him discover God's words for him. Community didn't just happen for any of these students, and it doesn't just happen for us as adults either. We make a choice to enter into community. We make a choice to push aside our insecurities and our differences and to enter into relationship with one another. We must decide that who we are in Christ trumps all else and then learn to let that change how we love one another. I'm going to ask you to open up your Bibles again to Ephesians 4. Hopefully you haven't closed them. Um, we're going to look at what Paul has as he's writing to his friends in Ephesus, knowing that, that unity in Christ is important and difficult. So important, in fact, that we know Jesus prayed for us to be unified in his final recorded prayer before he was arrested in the garden. Jesus didn't pray that we'd have correct doctrine or that we would um, figure out um, exactly uh, what color to make things in the gathering space, um, all the details that sometimes we get um, divided about. Jesus prayed for our unity. So I'm going to start reading in verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 4. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Friends, as people of faith, we have so much that brings us together. I've been watching some Olympics in the past couple of weeks, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Um, I've made a few conclusions. I've decided that I would drown if I ever attempted water polo, and also that I've really got to uh, master my badminton skills. Um, I've missed my calling there. Um, I love the Olympics because you always know who to root for. You root for the Americans, that whether you know their story or not, you're united in them because they're representing you. They're representing our country. And the Olympics are focused on that bigger picture of our country. Um, so we're united as Americans as we root on Michael Phelps and Gabby um, Douglas. But how much more should we be united as believers in Christ? We have one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and through all. Look at me with verse, at verse 7. With all that unites us as believers, we run into a but at the beginning of verse 7. It says, but to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. We grow to understand a little more of what that means when we jump down to verse 11. It was he, meaning Christ, who gave some of us to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. In other words, we each have been given unique gifts. Our unity doesn't mean that we're all the same, 
It just means that those things that, that we have in common are more important. We're a heterogeneous mixture, so to speak. I'm going to pull out a bit of science class. I hope there aren't any science teachers in the room because I might butcher it here. But if you're making pudding and you put milk and powder together, you, when you put them together, you no longer have milk and powder. You have pudding. They call that a homogeneous mixture because you can no longer separate the milk from the powder. However, if you're enjoying fried bubblegum at the state fair this year, you're going to get icing and batter and marshmallow in each bite. The fried bubblegum, believe it or not, is a heterogeneous mixture. And we are like fried bubblegum. That's probably not a statement you expected to hear this morning. But we are like fried bubblegum in the sense that we're a heterogeneous mixture. We're united in one dessert, so to speak, but we're different in our unique parts. It's true in the sense that we're united under Christ's leadership. We don't become the same person when we decide to follow Jesus. Our individuality is important. It just becomes less important than what unites us. And it's this that astounds the world. It's this willingness to lay aside ourselves for the sake of others. It's this setting aside of our individual goals and priorities and concerns to instead give ourselves completely to one another in love, to do as our leader did and put others before ourselves. Community calls us to do that on a daily basis. In verse 12, Paul explains why we have these unique differences, these unique gifts. It's because it benefits the whole community. It's not for ourselves. It says, it's to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And we're being built up until we reach unity in Christ and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We are, be, we are growing towards unity and maturity so that we can accurately represent Jesus to the world. We're united in our beliefs about Jesus, and we're growing towards maturity. Maturity in this verse could also be translated as complete or perfect. We need each other to give a mature or a complete picture of Jesus to the world. Let's continue reading in verse 14. Then, meaning, so once we're united and growing in maturity, we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunningness and craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. Our unity provides safety and protection from lies. Rather than being tricked into following counterfeit versions of Jesus, we have one another to remind us who Jesus really is. In verse 15, which we've already read this morning, it says, instead, meaning instead of being deceived, we're speaking the truth in love. We will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. I was driving with a car full of students recently, and we got into some really important topics. One of the students posed this question. 
what body part would you be all right with being cut off? Now, I told you, I work with middle school students. This is important stuff. So I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and quickly answer that question. What body part would you be okay with being cut off? Quickly turn, answer that question to your neighbor. All right, now, if our car was an accurate sampling of this congregation, then my guess is a lot of us just voted to have our fingers and our toes chopped off. Anybody? That's what I was sacrificing. I was ready to get rid of that toe. Well, maybe you, like me, have at times felt like a toe or a finger in the body of Christ. Part of the body, but not all that important. They can do without me. We know we can live without fingers and toes, and that many people have learned to live without even more important body parts like arms and legs and some internal organs. But when we think of the body of believers, we might be tempted to think that we don't have an important role to play. Let's look again at verse 16. From him, from Christ, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. None of you are dispensable parts of the community. You have a gift to share for the common good of the entire group. You help all of us to more accurately represent Jesus. We need you to be an active part of this community. Community doesn't happen by accident. We all have a lot of reasons why we'd rather remove ourselves from community. We have to be intentional about building relationships and doing the work that God has asked us to do. There's a risk involved with community. You have to choose to be vulnerable and honest with other people, like Allie was honest with her small group and had to learn to do that. You have to choose to say, like Will and Victoria did, I can't do this by myself and I need help. You have to make the decision to set aside differences and preferences and instead see the bigger picture, that we are united because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. You have to decide to boldly and lovingly share truth and to humbly receive truth from others. You have to decide to contribute your unique gifts and to do the work. None of this happens by accident. It's a decision you make, and it's our challenge to you to enter into community. Will you seek out relationships in which you build someone else up in love? Will you give of yourself so that others will see Jesus more clearly? We want to give you an opportunity to step outside yourself and to step closer to community this morning. So bear with me as this, the next couple of moments will create mass chaos in this room. But again, you've asked the middle school director to share. I'm going to invite our youth to come forward again, our ushers. And this time, instead of putting something into the plate, you're going to be taking something out of the plate. Now, don't make this a habit. This is a one-time thing. Next week, still put something in. Don't take something out you're going to find some Starbursts in the offering plates. Um, grab a Starburst, and I'm going to ask you to be quick about this. 
Um, so don't pick your favorite color. Just grab one and go. Um, and then when I say go, I'm going to ask you all to stand up, and you're to find four or five other people around you who have the same color starburst. Now, I just told you a secret. Um, don't cheat like all the middle schoolers do and see what color your best friend has. Pick just a random starburst so that the goal is that you would get to know someone new, that you would learn one new name um, so that next week you can greet someone new by their first name. So I'm going to ask once you get into those groups that you share your name and maybe a tiny bit about yourself, and then there's going to be some discussion questions on the screens, which will encourage you just to kind of think about the things that we've talked about this morning, about community. We're not going to give you a ton of time to do this, and in fact, Josh Baker's going to rudely interrupt you as you're in the middle of doing this, um, but, and we're going to sing a closing song together. We encourage you to continue the conversations that this is going to start. Continue those at the end of the service. But do join us in singing that final song together. Um, you can remain standing in your groups as we sing that final song. Um, and we invite you to do that. So, Starbursts are coming towards the back quickly. So, I'm going to ask you guys, if you don't have your Starburst yet, they're coming. But everybody else can go ahead and stand up, hold your Starburst up, find four or five people with the same color starburst.